Paranormal Truth and Reality with host Chris Houston. A show for those with a passion for the paranormal. And now, welcome to the show. Welcome to Paranormal Truth and Reality. I'm your host, Christopher Houston, and we're here with very special guest stars. Uh, I've got Jay Lynch, and I can never forget the I can never remember the Mrs.'s name. I apologize, so I'll let her introduce herself. But welcome, guys. <laughs> you, I'm Teresa. Oh, that's your name? Yeah. Oh, okay. Not just hey you. Wow, we both know now. <laughs> I I meet so many people, guys, that it's almost impossible for me to remember every name. I'm lucky I remember Jay's, to be honest with you. <laughs> one letter of the alphabet. That's why it's been saved every time. So you guys have been in the paranormal world. Gosh, it's been quite a while. What, at least, uh, I would say, eight years or more? Almost, Yeah, about eight, almost nine years. Almost yeah. nine. Actually, it has nine next, next month. Holy crap. Oh, yeah. It is next month, isn't it? Is there such a thing as a paraversary? <laughs> there is now. When when you get to the twenty five year marker, you you can you can you can uh, call it a extreme paraversity, so to speak. <laughs> All right. I, I don't know if I'll make it that long. Somebody will probably throw rocks at me before. The, well, wait a minute. They'll do. I'll be all right. <laughs> well, it has been a unique evolution. I've been at this for almost twenty years, and I got to tell you, when I started, um, there wasn't all this. TV drama nonsense. So it was a bunch of prude, rude SOBs with ties most of the time, to be frankly honest with you. <laughs> so the only thing I is the ties. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was fun, though. I mean, you got to learn a lot. And there was a lot of education yeah. involved in it. But uh, these days, uh, with the television route running and, and going a little bit uh, the way it's been going, it, it I got to say, you have a little bit more fun on the open front, even though it's nothing like what you see on TV. When you get out to the tours and stuff, you can at least sit back and not look at TV, not look at screens and be bored to death for about nine and a half hours hoping that something happens. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's 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 definitely not what is portrayed on TV. I mean, anybody that investigates knows that. Anybody that doesn't, yeah, it is this, so they need to go try it sometime. You'll see a different reality. I always try to tell people that when they think, oh, are we going to sit here for like a couple hours and get all this? It's like, no, you're not. <laughs> you're going to sit here for a lot of hours in the dark, in the quiet. And get nothing. And probably. get absolutely nothing. Well, you and know, that's, that's weird. the irony a lot of times when you think about it. Um, uh, when you go into these major locations and you're a group of people at an event or so forth, I always get a kick out of it. Because it seems like something always happens, but then you're sitting in the back of your head going, yeah, this never happens this way. So, <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <clears throat> exactly. You're like, this never – but it just did. But, and, and I'm terrible at events. I mean and not – I enjoy them. I enjoy the investigation. I enjoy working with all the people, meeting new people, learning, learning from them. But I don't take the investigation. I I usually take no equipment with me because there's – to me, there's no way I'm going to find any kind of credible evidence when there's 25, 30 people and you don't know where every single person's at and what they're doing. So I'm like, eh, just go have fun and learn something. Yeah, well, that's kind of what I do a lot of times is you go out there and you just have a little bit of fun with it because uh, – I mean that's what the stars are doing if they're there. That's what the other people are doing if they're there. It's just kind of a social event. Um, 
It's not is like it? a standard investigation. <laughs> when we have uh, when we go to venues, we have like open investigations. Now, those I enjoy tremendously, especially when we get new people there that are like, skeptics. That you know, not the ones that that are like, oh, I can't wait to have something. They're going to have something happen. They're hyped up. They're amped. They're going to create their. In my opinion, we a lot of people manifest their experience. Their mind is so jacked up that wanting to experience, so they do. But that person goes in there, that skeptic is all get out and disbelieving, and then they have something happen, and it changes their perspective just a little bit. That's gold to me. That's absolutely golden. Well, you know, that is actually um, two valid points to bring up. It's ironic because uh, when you start off as a skeptic and you do run across something you can't explain, the expression on your face is almost amusing. <laughs> yes, it is. It Absolutely. Is. And, and you know what? 25 years, 20 years into it, I bet you still don't get that expression too because I know from talking to you in the past, you're just as skeptical as I am. I'm incredibly, incredibly skeptical. I, I will reason off most every situation to a scientific event that most people didn't even know existed. <laughs> I, I try everything in the world to explain it. Well, it could have been, and it could have been, and it could have been, or it might have been. And, and people get mad at me. I'm like, but you have to consider those. I didn't say that's what it was. I said that's a probability of what it could be. So it's my definition of paranormal. It's still a paranormal experience. When was it a ghost? You'll never hear me say that. You'll never hear me say it was this or it was that. I can't do that. I don't even know for a fact. Nobody knows the fact what a ghost really is. So how can I get him at something that we can't prove? Right. You know, I, I um, talk about that all the time. I know, I know the three of us have talked about it before, I think, on your show briefly, that uh, it's ironic that we jump to the word it's a ghost so much when reality is it could be a billion things and – at least a handful of those are still unexplainable. They're just theory. But there's no way you can stand there and physically say, you know, I 100% proof positive know that this was a dead guy that was on this residence speaking to me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. yeah. I, but I love the ones that will do it. God bless them. I, yeah. I'm off. If, if you're willing to make that stand, then and then, then when people question it, that's when I started. Went, well, I'm being bullied. I'm being badgered. I'm being harassed. I'm being right. picked on. No, you made a, a you made a statement. statement that you have no validation to back up. So now they're trying to see what your credibility is about it, and, you, and you're mad that they're questioning your credibility. <laughs> that makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I blame part of that on uh, uh, social media and Facebook a little bit because uh, Facebook gives a persona to people that sometimes I just sit there and shake my head at. I've seen some. Some of the most outlandish statements on Facebook from people that just – they just want – they're proud of what they're doing. So they throw something out there and they go, hey, look at me. I've done this. I've done that. Whether it's 100 percent truthful or not, we all know when we're reading things whether it's a little bit exaggerated or not. Um, it seems like other people just start reaming into them and tearing into them, creating pages to make fun of them, and then it just gets ridiculous. To the point to where I just kind of shake my head. I don't even pay attention to it half the time anymore. <laughs> I do my own thing. As you well know, I put out uh, little skits all the time, and they are absolutely satirical. They are comical. That's what they're meant to be. I've had a few people like, hey, man, I think you're making fun of me. I said, if you think I am, then I guess I am. I'm just <laughs> the whole thing in general. But if you want to take it personally, that's your choice. I will never name somebody or directly – attack somebody or not that's something i will never i've had it happen to me countless times but i will never and do we'll that never it's do not it. who i am never has been 
Well, I, I, I perfectly agree. It's never been who I am. I think that's why we get along so well. And I don't think people understand that comedy, you can do it in a specific way to where it doesn't make fun of one individual person, but it does make fun of something that we deal with every day. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, and, and I love comedy. I'm, I'm I'm a firm believer. I call it. Everybody makes fun of it. I've been calling it that for years. Uh, I've always used positive energy when we investigate. We've blessed. I guess we're blessed or cursed or whatever you want to call it. We've never experienced anything evil, and I've damn sure never experienced the D word, the demon. It's just something that we've never experienced. Uh, but but I do bring a lot of positive energy and 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 humor to my mm-hmm. and our well actually all of us to, all of to, us to our investigation. And I even broke it down anymore. I call it the Monsters, Inc. effect. Just like in the cartoon, they got more energy and more response and more positive from positive laughter than what they did from their fear. Mm-hmm. It feeds more. It's that simple to me. So, Well, if you think about it. I just did. If you think about it, people <laughs> want to have fun. I do. So why can't you still have fun and want to be entertained and interactive? From the other side? Over, I'm know? going to. Well, I know me. I would be. Um, floating around, picking people's ears and, oh. and uh, tapping them on the top of the head and saying silly things. Everybody always goes out into these um, EVP sessions, and they always ask repetitive questions like, do you do you have something you want to say to me? Uh, did you die in this home? And I would come up with the most ridiculously funny statements you can think of just because I like picking on people. <laughs> me too i have fun with it I, i'm the same way i absolutely enjoy it. it it's meant to be it's meant to be an interaction and, and my opinion is if this is a truly the essence of a human being and this is the spirit the soul whatever you want to call it the energy then i know in this life i've had a great sense of humor and and i'm mischievous as i'll get out and i'm not hostile and violent so if i can hang around that's the action activity i'm going to be drawn to Maybe John Smike one. Is there somebody evil here? Well, I might depans them. I'll be the ghost that depans them. You would be. Yes, I will be. You would be. <laughs> and Chris will probably do that too. Yes, I think he would too. He would. It's either that or give him a wet willy just to do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but I'm going to have fun with it. I've, I've told people before they've asked me, well, what do you investigate? It's like, because I want to know if there's a way to stay. And if there is, I want to stay. I want to be the. I want. To, I don't want to be bound to a place. I want to be bound to the planet. And every single person is now a new target. And there's nothing they can do back to me. <laughs> I, nobody can hit me anymore. Nobody can push me down the stairs. Nothing. I'm. What are you going to do to me? Holler at me? Ooh. <laughs> Stop it. Well, and you can. You, can you imagine it? it? This. This almost sounds. And, and listeners are probably going to be getting a kick out of this. But it, uh, you know, you're sitting. Nobody can see you in the first place. They're all expecting something really serious to happen, and then you just walk around clucking like a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I would do that. That was. I would. Now, now you give me the ideas for the afterlife. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait until you see some of my skits coming out from BTCHN. You're going to get a kick out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. I mean, we do them all the time too, and I, and I love that bringing humor back into it because there is lighten up the field a bit. And and if it gets some people mad and they want to attack me for my sense of humor, then I'm easy to find. <laughs> I don't hide. No. <laughs> well, no. I always got a kick out of that anyway, in its own little sense. And and you know me when I'm 
when I'm on the Facebook, I, I'm a reality guy. I just lay out the facts and the truths and, you know, hey, look, guys, you got to think of it in a reasonable and logical manner. You are a human being and this is the way things work. Um, and one of the things that I never understood is people will seriously insult you on messengers and on messages and so forth on Facebook and they'll threaten you and all kinds of other crazy things. But would you really do that if you met somebody in person? No. <laughs> I dare to try. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, the old redneck in me is just going to look at me and go, seriously? Keyboard tough guys. <laughs> keyboard warriors. Yeah. yeah. Tell them tough guys. Yeah. Well, Easy. I guess every industry has it, though. I mean, you're going to have the, uh, the keyboard warriors. You're going to have the uh, media hogs, I guess you could say, or the uh, media sluts, as I like to call them. Um, <laughs> You're going to have the serious people that really dive in, and then you're going to have the watchers that don't understand that a lot of this stuff isn't exactly the way they think it is. <laughs> exactly. I agree 1,000% with oh, yeah. that. Wow, my mic is just messing up tonight. I was actually discussing that with uh, a Lady Debbie today a little bit about the Hollywood and TV world because even investigators kind of have it backwards they they look at zach and a lot of other people and i won't mention last names here listeners just because i know that this is going to be rebroadcast and so forth but uh, they look at all these major stars and they think that all of the other tv stars that are on right now are making those buku dollars of the guys that have been on for 10 or 15 years that founded it um and they they think they have more control factors and the truth is listeners just so you know actors really have no control in network tv Oh, all not all of those guys, absolutely no control at all. <laughs> no, they don't. I've, I've seen – we've seen several of our friends that's been you know, as seen on now, and I give them all a hard time about that. I'm like, hey, as soon as you get on an, a – your story on an episode, which is 7 to 15 minutes of an hour show, now you're as seen on right. on your <laughs> banner. They all get mad at me, but you know, they get over it. <laughs> but it's, you, I've seen so many – actually, we've seen every single one. Say, well, that was kind of the story, but that's not how it happened. This yeah. happened, and that happened. They switched this around. They switched that over yep. here. And I'm like, they're going to – when you sign that dotted line, you tell your story, but they tell how they want it to present it. So that way it makes it, in their opinion, more interesting for the viewers. They're going to add and manipulate how they want to. Yep. That's, why, that's why we've never done it. We've been approached a couple times to, hey, you guys ought to take your, this story and give it. I won't. If somebody else wants to go with it that's in that group that we was with. I'll sign off and say that I had whatever you mean to do. In fact, a couple of cases we've been on have went to TV. Yeah, I've I wouldn't had to sign the waivers and everything yeah, because they they mentioned her name. I said, "Don't even mention my name. I don't want even. I don't. I'm no thank you. Thank you, but no thank you. I, I'm happy doing what I do <laughs> my way." And all I did was cleanse the house. Yeah, so it's just I just don't anything. It's nothing bad about it. I just don't have that interest. I like doing things my way. That's why we're with the Asai Paranormal, uh, where we're doing our thing there with the Paranormal Mysteries. It's us doing our thing. We're filming it. We're editing. We're 100% in control of everything that we put out there. It is responsible for us, our say. Well, and that, that's what I think people don't understand. Personal publication, a lot of times, people are proud of it because it's their own work. When you get into a network situation and you're uh, – I like to call them TV volunteers these days. Yes. <laughs> Um, because that's what most of it is. Even the stars that do get paid for the contracts, you'd be surprised at the end of the day after they take care of all of their expenses that they're not really getting paid much more than we are. <laughs> yeah, no. 
And, and yeah. that's the truth. And there's so little to it that people don't realize that. They think that, oh, yeah, you get on TV, you got it made. No, you don't. Well, you know, like, oh. it also, this is an example. Like, um, American Idol. People think that those people, those kids got paid all this money. Well, they did get paid, but they have to put so much of it out to Screen Actors Guild and all that for being on TV. Uh-huh. And it, it actually comes down to where they're actually getting paid very little. Yep, well, and it's the same way in the ghost industry for the stars. They get paid a certain amount of money to produce the first year. After you deduct everything from that, if you're lucky, they'll pick it up, so to speak. And then at that that certain point, they do give you a certain amount of money per year. But you're still responsible for paying for most of your flights, most of your travel, most of your hotel stays. All you're basically getting paid to do is show up at a location. (laughs) <laughs> yes exactly I, I don't think people quite understand that because when you deduct all of that and trust me listeners because i've been in business for years um when you deduct all that you may start by saying gee i'm netting 180 dollars a year yeah after you pay all the expenses the travel the business write-offs and so forth you're making about 20 <laughs> it's amazing people don't understand just how much more depth it is I mean, don't get me wrong with what our projects and with with uh, I'd love to get some sponsors to it and things, but my fear also there is once you get sponsors, like, well, we don't we don't like the way you said that, and you're representing our product. I'm like, <clears throat> you knew how I was when you jumped on board. I'm not changing. <laughs> I'll go back to paying out of my own pocket. I put some very very indefinitely particular contracts together for situations like that even the sponsor that i just recently got so that we can start producing this properly outside of this radio show which i've been working with donald on for years and and paying for with another sponsor but uh, i put some very specific notes in there and went to some very specific people because i wanted them to understand hey guys this is not your everyday paranormal podcast that we're about to produce in fact I can honestly tell all the listeners when BTCHN comes out here in the next six or seven months, there is not one single real investigation in the whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) And the hell's that a paranormal show if they got no investigations? You'll see. (laughs) Oh, I will. uh, I'll be watching. um, It's not necessarily a reality TV show like people do. I went back to the basics of comedy. That you're used to seeing on Mad TV in real color, um, you know, thousands of things like that, and decided, okay, let's let's sit down and find some actors. In between, we'll put some education into it. We'll have a little bit of fun with that education too, and let's put some real skits together, just like you would see in the old days, that are funniest, all get out, that people can relate with, so that everybody that's ever been stressed out and never been able to open their mouth about it can laugh and go, I've been there. I get it. <laughs> I, I, I love it. I can't wait to see it. Tag me um, so I can promote it and share right? it. Oh, absolutely. Yep, I'm going to tag everybody, and then I'm going to um, uh, do a couple of lives. And hopefully, ultimately, the goal is, and, and I'm very honest about this that because I'm a businessman. My goal with everything is to make money. I'm not going to lie about it. I'm not going to joke about it. Yes, my education in the paranormal is for the betterment of the paranormal community. But hey, even if somebody were to come to me tomorrow and say, I'm going to pay you $100,000 to just walk around and teach people all day long, I'd say, great, let's do it. (laughs) Who wouldn't say yes to that? Right. (laughs) 
Um, so ultimately, the goal with this is to be able to go on tour and have some nice little fun with it and have a nice little following. I don't know if it ever get that far or not, but uh, I've had a lot of guidance from podcast shows that I didn't know before that I got introduced to, and they're some of these guys are really brilliant people. I mean, they're literally making, you know, half a million dollars a year on top of their tour and they've been doing it for five or six years and they have a following that's just amazing just from having fun. <laughs> and that's what life's about. I mean, I enjoy, we do, uh, heck, I do three podcasts a week now and they don't have that big of a following. I'm not going to lie about that, but I'm having a blast. And, and I've thought about trying to see push to the next level. I don't really know how to do that. I'm not a business person. I'm not a tech person. I'm just having a good time doing what I do and what I enjoy. And those who want to laugh along with me and have a good time and follow along, great. If those that don't, I'll direct you to somebody else that's funnier. <laughs> <laughs> go, go listen to them. I do because they're hysterical. <laughs> well, I mean it, it, it's, it needs to be done. That, that's why I created the T-shirt company. The T-shirt company, and I don't know if you guys have seen half of my shirts yet or not, but you will on the cons. It's everything you ever wanted to say that you wanted to come out of your mouth, but you can't because of you know morality and, well, I think about this, but these guys, I like them, so I'm not going to say it, blah, blah, blah. If you put it on a shirt, it becomes acceptable. <laughs> See, that's where we differ because I don't have that filter. <laughs> I have the problem with saying exactly what I think or feel, and I always tell people, this is just my opinion. I'm not saying you have to believe me or accept it or anything else. Please, by all means, think and feel for yourself, and I don't mean any disrespect, but this is what I think about. This is how I feel about this. If I'm asked, I will say exactly what my he opinion is on BS. it. Yes, he'll tell you it's BS. And I, I try to say it as nicely and as politely as possible, right? but sometimes my my mouth gets ahead of my brain, and I, my <laughs> and my uh, backwoods way steps in, and, and I say things that's not acceptable sometimes. Never, never derogatory. I never demean anyone or anything like that. But I'm just saying I, I don't use the proper words. I have little sprinkles of uh, uh, <laughs> profanity, <laughs> curse words. But but I just I'm always been that way. Even as a child, it got me in a lot of trouble with my parents. I would say what came to my head, and and I didn't hold back. I never have. Well, I can relate a little bit because I'm that way with um, with my bluntness. Um, so I back it up with uh, you know what you can actually find in research, what you can actually find here and there. But I've lost some good friends that I met on Facebook many, many times because they get to a point. And listeners, just so that you know, in the paranormal world, it's kind of unique because sometimes you really got to – toe the line and uh, again I, I talked about this um, with another gentleman that um, mysteriously died during the paranormal world but he got so in depth into conspiracy theory at one point or another that um, I, he lost his mind I mean I'm just going to be honest with you he, he was running around preaching about theories that you're like man dude no <laughs> um, wow. it happens to a lot of people and I don't think they understand that so you have I try to reel them in very politely by going, hey, look, you know, you got to come back down to reality here, guys. Maybe you're running into this, but what you're saying just doesn't add up. The math is not right. <laughs> and, and that's going to be said, though. And, and to me, if they're truly a friend, they'll accept that. I, I, 
me and Jason Arthur, man, uh, we've been knowing each other for now for nine years. We we were involved in it, almost every single project together, whether it's whether it's the LEP Productions, whether it's our Paranormal Mysteries, whether it's the podcast stuff. We're both and. We disagree all the time, but we we disagree with respect to one another. I and say, I would it's, never it's good. You hear each other out. Well, I always listen to each other through. Our group always says that. But that's just not indicative of the paranormal field. That's just indicative of human society nowadays. People they listen to respond and they don't listen to learn. And there's a big difference with a lot of people. I I do listen to learn. I want to understand your opinion. I want to, even if I don't like it or understand it, I want to understand it so I know where I, why I don't like it. Well, um, we we have the the thing about the paranormal is we have the rabbit hole, and that that tends to uh, to dig it even deeper. You can carry on great debates with the community itself once you get past all the nonsense. Um, but that rabbit hole is a strange environment. When you start getting into the deep theories and the deep links and all this other stuff, you can really get lost. I don't think people understand that. Oh, absolutely. But, but, you can really get lost, and if you don't reel yourself back in, your mind can go a little loopy during that process. <laughs> We've had some uh, – Callie Sherrill and some of our other friends sit there and talk with me about – you know, I'll start throwing quantum physics and things, and yeah. thank God <clears throat> that I got – actually, thank God I got involved with the paranormal because for – until we did, I absolutely let a side of my intellect just sit and stalemate and pretty much decayed away because I didn't use that side. I worked in a factory, so and I didn't have to. I, everything was rudimentary math and, and, and reading and simple things, so I didn't have to use that higher level of thinking. And, and that's one thing I can say about the paranormal field. It made me relight that, that fire and passion to learn like that. But like you said, you get so involved with all that, and, and I was trying to think all these great deep theories, and they all looked at me and said, you know what? The simplest thing to respond to everybody that, prove it. No matter how deep you get or how easy you get, the same simple question comes down to the paranormal field, the same answer all the way down to the very basics. Prove it, and you can't. Right. Yeah, well, and <clears throat> I mean, it, it, it drops with questions a lot of times. And the, the physical science, you can sit down and try to prove. But when you start getting into the conspiracy, the metaphysical, the theological, there's no way to prove it. There's there's no way to link it. There's no way to I've I've seen the most harebrained theories, and you can dig into all of it, from Hitler all the way down to the pyramids and all kinds of other things, and come up with them too. <laughs> um, but uh, there's just no way to connect the dots. <laughs> no. uh, and but I, but I I don't even think I look for answers anymore. I think I enjoy the questions. It makes me think even more. It it pushes me to another level. Of trying to understand and, and perceive a concept that can move in a direction that might be a positive move instead of just sitting there like I used to doing uh, doing nothing. I just I just I don't know. I enjoy the questions more. I think I do. If I find the answers, then what am I going to look for next? <laughs> well, you know, you bring up a very valid point though. Though too, that's also the other flip side of television is and i know ancient aliens gets ripped on all the time but you know that's all they're there to do whether they believe in that theory or not they took the time to put it together to do one thing to make your brain think right yes and that's <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> here goes teresa's gonna roll her eyes the, the one of the biggest things i hate about the paranormal uh, thing when people talk about trying to think and all that use your mind on that is they say well think outside the box I'm like, so now you're telling me if I have to think outside the box, does that mean I'm not allowed to lose what's inside the box? Well, no, you got to think outside of it. I'm like, why don't we just throw the box away 
and open up all the parameters of your mind and just think. Quit putting restrictions whether you have to think this process or that process inside or outside. It's your mind, not a box. Use it. Use every faculty of it because this all has a possibility that could possibly lead to the direction that might actually make a breakthrough. He's right. I did roll my eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, a part of um, outside of the box thinking is how we ended up with cell phones. It's how the Wright brothers created flight. It's how we made it to the moon in the first place. And I know some of the listeners out there, because a few of you are my friends, are going to go, whoa, don't get me started on that conspiracy. But you also know my theory because I was personally friends with Mr. Armstrong and a couple other astronauts because of my father. So, (laughs) um, yeah, my my dad hung out with a couple of them when they were up here in Ohio. Of course, they had busy careers, so they they weren't around all the time, but, uh, oh, yeah. but it's, that'd, be, that'd be phenomenal. Well, and it's amazing because one of the first things that ever comes up is we never step foot on the moon. Tell that to the astronauts that were there. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I always pause a long time when I say this because I asked that question to one of the astronauts that stepped foot on the moon when I was 17 years old. And he laughed and he said, you know, the same thing I tell everybody when I always get that question. What are you, stupid? (laughs) (laughs) With a smile on his face. (laughs) I would never tell one of the guys that he'd never done something that I don't I wouldn't know how to know what they did or didn't. Right. (laughs) Well, I just asked him because here I am, 16 years old. He's at a cookout because he's friends with my dad and I said and I said you know I'm just going to ask you this because I saw it on TV the other day what do you think about this theory that you never landed on the moon and he laughed and he shook his head and he smiled and he said I'm going to say the same thing that I've told everybody else that has ever asked me directly what are you stupid <laughs> <laughs> love, love it that. love it <laughs> what, you know, and, and here's a guy that strapped a Explo- high ex- went high explosive to his backside and got launched out of the, off the planet. Why am I going to question anything he said he'd done? <laughs> Not to mention the suit, which theoretically in order to breathe was highly combustible and dangerous in the first place and incredibly heavy. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, so – and then they barely made it back, which most people don't understand, during that flight home. So if – it. They take it very lightly. If I were those astronauts, I'd get very offended that somebody said that I faked. I would, too. <laughs> I would absolutely be offended, too. Not, and, I, and I respect the fact that they are offended. They should be. Yes, they should. It, it, well, it, it's unique. you know. And it, I guess it doesn't go pat, past that. I, I get it. We got kind of off track, but it happens a lot with a lot of the paranormal community. In fact, I was discussing that earlier today with the word fakery um, because there's a difference in most reality TV shows in really constructing a fake event and what makes good TV. Now, what I mean by that, listeners, is a lot of people assume people like Ghost Hunters and a few of these shows, and some of them have, by the way, but not all of them, literally faked evidence. And I can tell you that's not really the case. They manipulated situation. Um, True. Yeah, I mean they—they're not literally going out and putting lines up to make sure that things move or uh, making noises in a corner. But if anything does happen that can look suspicious, 
um, or even slightly be suspicious even though they know it's explainable, they'll put it on TV as an event. <laughs> um, and there's examples of that all over the place, even though I won't tell you who – there were times where we would be setting up and we would be late as a B crew, and then they're in there filming the first segments. Well, they knew it was the camera people and the wire people dropping noises outside the building. But guess what? When it went on TV, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it makes better TV than them just sitting there and not getting anything. Exactly. They manipulate the situation. They set up the events sometimes before they go in and after they leave. Um, this is all a part of television, and it includes a part of what you mentioned earlier there, Jay, which I've, I've been a part of. In fact, I'm still in negotiations with a TV show that um, is about to release because I didn't like the they, – they, they showed me some of the early cut of my, my personal haunted story, and I told them they couldn't put it on because um, I didn't like it. They cut it apart. <laughs> uh, but um, – they tend to – when you go out into a, a location, let's say you're, you're a, a team, and I, I, I'm friends with actually a team that's been on TV that's gotten some bad press from time to time from this, but it's not their fault. The reality is if you go into a location and you've got a, one story that says, well, yeah, we got hauntings in here, but you know, Mr. Joe, he's a really nice guy, and he doesn't do anything but float around and open a door every now and then, but if, he might talk to you and say he loves you or – yeah, there was that one time where we can't confirm it, but Angela said she came in and she got scratched, and there was something evil here. Nobody's ever heard about it, but um, you know, there's been some loud noises, and we think uh, we think she's lying, but she called it a demon. Guess which story they're going to go with? Oh, demon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because yeah, that makes better TV. Yep, because that makes better TV. It sells, and the audience doesn't understand that process. That's our biggest flaw is the audience doesn't understand that and that's not the way it really works. <laughs> and most of the audience – and, and I, I'm trying to understand. I, I can't find hardly a single paranormal investigator, very, very few, that will say, oh, yeah, I watch all the shows. Almost the majority of them go, oh, I never watch those. <laughs> I like to watch some of them, but I watch them for entertainment purposes, and some of it is to see the location. Okay, I found one person I happen to be married to, and I didn't even know that. Holy <laughs> crap. Well, you want to know the irony about that statement? You get people all the time to say, I never watched those shows, but then when you get to sit down with a lot of them and go, what got you started? Oh, I watched the TV shows. Or yeah. <laughs> they, they'll say they never watch them, but by golly, if they have something happens on them, you can see the Facebook media blitz where they're just absolutely tearing it apart and making fun of it and demeaning yeah. it. Or on Snapchat or wherever, Instagram. They just does a barrage of things, but they never watch them. Yeah. Then how'd you know that was done? Oh, smile pointed out to me. Yeah, okay, okay. To be honest with you, that's the main reason I personally, and not that I've ever been offered it, guys, outside of my personal story, but if I were, if somebody were to call me tomorrow and say, Chris, I want you on this TV show we're casting, I'd probably say no. Um, and that's because I have now met TV's celebrities including one that was just on a tv show this year that was proud of being on that tv show he took a lot of time working on it and he got that whole show got reamed so bad by the paranormal community that the ratings dropped the same year 
Uh, I never watched it personally. I don't know whether it was good or bad. I never, my, me, I don't watch any of them anymore. I used to watch them, but I don't watch any of them anymore. Um, but I felt bad for the guy. And I've heard that story so many times from people that are out there. They either have positive fans and they only concentrate on the positive fans, or they went off air within two or three years because of all the bad press. <laughs> yeah. I just, that's why, like I said, we've, the, the, the episodes that we've had that, that, we worked with put out there. I was, I was like, just don't even mention my name. I don't even want to be a part of it. Thank you, but no, thank you. <laughs> they did a great job. They they did a great investigation. Once again, once they they got it filmed and stuff, it got butchered around a little bit and put out of context to make it more right. interesting for viewers. But the story was there, just not in the sequence that it really happened and how things transpired. See, now that's the beauty of comedy. That's why I like listening to you guys. That's why I'm going to enjoy what I'm doing. I mean, I love Paranormal Truth and Reality because I always have different conversations with different people, and and, uh, it's very interesting. But the beauty of comedy is it doesn't really matter. People are going to laugh, and then people are going to hate you. And if they hate you, you know you're doing something right. If they're laughing, you know you're doing something right. (laughs) Absolutely. that's, That's why I've always been this way. I'm like, you know, life is tragically funny. It really is. Uh, I just I've always found no matter what happens, I always find this side of humor to it or something funny about it or 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 even if a family member's passed away, that's not funny. But I remember the good times that I had with them. I don't I don't dwell on the negative side. I always think, oh, remember that time we did this or that. There's there's always something positive to it if you want to find it. You can find the negative. You can find the positive. I always look for the positive. Negative is easy to find. It's everywhere. Uh huh. The positive's harder to find. Well, and the funny thing is, it's there too. I mean, it's everywhere. People just don't take the time anymore because of all of the negative. That's a. Um, I, I, I say a little thing, and I've, I've said this millions of times on this show. I take at least 15 to 20 minutes a day, especially in the summer and even in the winter when it's beautiful, to walk outside the door and just take in everything and yeah. enjoy a little bit of gardening or whatever is out there. Because there are so many things we we take for granted. And, man, you could have a rotten life, and you could go outside and sit down in a park for 20 minutes, and the beauty will just get you. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Not. And, and there's nothing better than that, man. I, I think it's just it's wonderful. It is. Just, I, heck, I've been working on little silly projects like, I don't know, I'm decided to make my own walking staff, carve it out and sand it all out and things, just so I got a reason to be outside. Sweet. And it's looking nice. You're just biased. (laughs) (laughs) That's true, but still. And your point? Yeah, so? (laughs) See, I can be serious. (laughs) Like, I could do that tonight, did you? Nope. Well, let's, uh, I know we've been talking about a lot of different things, but um, let's get into a little bit of um, your personal experiences so the listeners know, you know, what you guys do when you're on and, and, and so forth. But before we do that, listeners, just so that you know, you're listening to BBS Radio. BBS Radio is one of the largest digital radio stations here in the United States of America. So if you're going to go with the best, I encourage you to go with BBS. I say this every week, but Donald and the crew are wonderful people. They'll definitely take a good uh, look at you and, and really do you right. In additional uh, situations, just so that everybody is aware, BTCHN's website was delayed. Unfortunately, I had walking pneumonia and it ended up causing some issues. The website will be up and running as of Tuesday of next week. You can order any t-shirt or design that you would like. We have several out there. 
We've got a couple of events that will be coming up here in June. I'm going to be going out with a local team. We're going to get some live coverage in an area that hopefully you will be seeing a little bit more of um, once we get a few things put together. I won't release the location, but I want you to keep an eye out on Facebook as well as YouTube because we're going to live broadcast a lot of this investigation to get the team out. And we want you to get a feel for the location because this location is actually very famous here in Ohio. But the owner, God, God bless her, I love her to death, is very, very particular on who comes in there. So I consider it a great honor to be able to go in there, do a little bit of videoing, and possibly work on a project with her. So I'm very, very excited. In additional news, just so that everybody is aware, Ohio had their first unidentified flying object um, pop up. Less than six days ago, you're going to start seeing some news about this because throughout Columbus, Ohio, Interstate 71 and I-23, people were pulling over looking at an unidentified flying object. They had no idea what it is. I was one of those people. I can honestly tell you, I don't know what the crap it was, but it was neat looking. <laughs> now you get me interested. I live in Ohio, and I didn't even hear about that till now. <laughs> yeah, it was a unique event. In fact, I, I guess 20 or 30 of us pulled over to look at it because it was uh, – it wasn't a silver object. That's what the strange thing was. It was kind of a a cross between a black and a green-looking thing that was just kind of sitting there flying right over top of you for a minute. <laughs> and then it just took that off is? like a bat out of hell. <laughs> wow. Now I'm going to be scouring the internet for, for any kind of video or anything like that. Yeah, hopefully somebody caught the video. I know that uh, Channel 4 News is following up with a piece here in the next week or two in Columbus, and I'm betting a couple other news stations are going to pick up on it. But uh, uh, I think it was reported to MUFONS, so you should be able to look on their site now. I don't know how long it took to report it, but I think it's been reported on MUFON now because I know at least five or six people called it in. <laughs> I'll definitely be checking it out because I'd like to find out more about that. It was different. Uh, I, I think it was probably – a. Uh, test flight of some sort, but that happens a lot here in Ohio. <laughs> yeah, a lot more than what people realize it does. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I've run into that, actually, uh, because Mansfield Air Force Base was abandoned for a number of years, and now they've taken it back over, and they station Air Force people, personnel over there, but they also have a, a black site there, and, of course, they're going to yell at me for talking about this if they hear this radio broadcast, but it's pretty obvious it's a black site, guys. When all of your vehicles are unmarked, including your helicopters flying over that are black helicopters that only have the United States government on it but no information, and your cars as well. So I'm thinking people already can catch on. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty easy to catch up to. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, don't take an Einstein to figure that one no. out. <laughs> So let's talk about your podcast a little bit and your and your situations that you've got so that people know where to find you because I know you've got one on Monday and then you've got one on later on the week too, if I remember right. Oh, uh, <clears throat> we actually started our first podcast. We're on Z Talk Radio. Uh, we actually started our first podcast on Sunday night at uh, 8 p.m. It's the Paranormal Mysteries podcast, uh, pretty much all paranormal. Monday nights we do uh, 8 to 10, Teresa and I do. It's called Sit, Chat, and Laugh the Lynches. We've been doing that one for about six years now. Believe that crap, but yeah, it's, it's it's a variety of anything, but mostly paranormal. Tuesday nights, I do one called Stirring the Pot, which is all adult humor. Please do not have your children present if you do decide to listen. Whatever you do, don't <laughs> have your children present. And then Wednesday night, of course, Teresa and Tina do the uh, TNT show, so that's and that's mostly metaphysical. For at least four nights a week, we're we're doing podcast when we're not guests on other shows. 
<laughs> you guys are busier than I am. <laughs> I, I, it, keeps, it keeps my ADHD going, man. It, 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 I can't sit for real long. I'm, I'm always thinking of something. Plus, with the filming projects, now with all the little shorts that we're doing and the, and the series that we're doing for a side paranormal that we're, we're uh, filming for that. Yeah, I'm always into something. <laughs> I'll have to get together with you and and, uh, and get you in on a, uh, on a couple of skits. I think it would be hilarious. I've got uh, I'm getting all kinds of cast and crew to, of, of people to to jump in, and I really want it to be kind of a professional comedy situation. So it's it's going to be a, a real blast to do. <laughs> Sounds like a fun to me, and if it involves fun, I'm in. <laughs> Sounds like going to have fun. I'm good. It's all about the fun. I've spent. The past two years, and that's why Generation Truth ended up dropping a little bit, is I went into this thinking it was going to be a lot like university uh, situations. You know, you come in, even though when they disagree, it's all professional. you got a community that asks you questions. You can get into the science and so forth. But when I dove back into the paranormal community the way it is today, I found out a lot of that's the opposite. When you get into the cons, awesome community. The rest of it will rip you apart for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, I and I do. I enjoy the cons. We got God. We got a few of them ourselves. We're coming up to this year, but uh, yeah, I absolutely enjoy the cons. I know I hear a lot of people knocking on them and stuff, but I enjoy them. I think they're great. I am not sure why anybody would really knock on them. To be honest with, you. of course, maybe it's because I used to be a sales rep for many years, so I'm used to those environments. But uh, I've never really had a extremely bad experience at a convention. Yeah, granted, you're up for many hours, you're in front of a table, you're speaking to somebody on top of that. If you get lucky in a speaker room, you're talking to a lot of people, but everybody's delightful. You don't really run into anybody that walks up to your booth and just starts cussing you out for no reason. <laughs> no, it's it's. I absolutely love them, and I encourage people to go because that's, that's the, one of the biggest things that, I, that people ask me, what's your best advice about the paranormal when I say network? Because I, I know for a fact we got blessed. When we first got involved, we were involved with the with the venue with Post Town. We were there for almost five years, and and uh, we met hundreds of people through there, if not thousands of people. You know, we were there doing tours with them and helping them out, doing everything that that, that the Wismans needed to help with and stuff. And we networked like crazy. And now, man, I got people hit me up. They'll say, "Hey, man, I got this case, and it's out in Arizona." I'm like, "Well, I can't get to Arizona, but I know a bunch of good people that I trust out there, and I'll hook them up with that." Networking and learning from one another is my biggest advice. And Listen and thing, learn and network. The great thing with when we were at Post Town was, you know, we would do the walkthroughs, and then and we were basically just starting out. Yeah. And we would do walkthroughs, and they'd say, "Hey, won't you guys stay and investigate with us?" Well, sure. So for the first years that we were investigating, we were like sponges with all of these groups, and we investigated with two or three different groups a week, literally a week. And that's a lot of people. And we got to learn. We were able to take something away from everybody that we met. Whether it was good or bad. Right. Whether it was something good that we wanted to try or that we liked or something bad that, you know what? Well, not really not bad. What, something we just yeah, didn't, something, we didn't Yeah, I don't want to say bad, us. but it's something that, we, okay, you know what? We don't want to try that. We don't want to go that way. But we got to take something away from everybody. Well, you know, Teresa, that's a, also a very good point that I think people don't understand is they get wrapped up into the new and the old. And don't get me wrong. If you've only been in the paranormal for five years, you realize your fifth year, odds are you did everything wrong. Then you got another five years of thinking you're doing it right before you realize you don't know anything at all. <laughs> um, but uh, but you you learn from everybody. I have met people 
believe it or not, and I've said this millions of times, that have been in only for six to seven months, and they'll come up with something that they thought of that I would have never thought of. That's amazing. Yeah, it's like fresh eyes and ears. Yeah. Um, so don't discount them just because they're new. Yeah, and the same thing with somebody that's been in there for 25 years. You know, I've had people that have, God, they've been in it for almost 40 years, and they come up to me and talk to me, being in it almost 20-some years, and they'll say, have you ever done this? And you'd think I probably should have in 20 years, and like, huh, ever done what? <laughs> yeah. I, I love I, – that's what I said. The, the events, if you do them right, if you go and actually communicate and network, you can, you can have so much – because you can't learn everything. You can't know everything. <clears throat> Excuse me. And especially about a field that has no proof. It's all based off theories and hypotheses. So the more people you have to ask questions, the more people – that you have to relay this information off of and try to get information back to help you, the better you are. Yeah. The better you will be. Yep. Apply everything together. And I think um, a, a big thing, and we've discussed that on your show, a big thing is also applying what has been done before and, and, and then advancing that into new theory. So many things get lost in the cracks these days. And a lot of that, I hate to say that, but a lot of that is TV's fault. It had its advantage, and now it's got its disadvantage. That's the way TV works. But <laughs> it, it's become more about the, the 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 ratings than the actual investigating. I mean, you look at what was it, Ghost Hunters, when they first turned out, they did mostly residentials and stuff. And they went away, completely away from that. Yep. They were first helping people. They went completely away from that. It was all about the locations, mm-hmm. and that's why pretty much it still is. It's still now all about the locations. Yeah. Yeah, and sadly, most of those locations, though they're fascinating, I love going to them, but I have been to every major location you've seen on TV now at least twice, with the exception of one, and I got to honestly tell you, I haven't got much of anything from any of them. I love the experience. They're beautiful buildings, great history, fun to be in. Usually, you go with more than one person because the expense is so high, Um, but – I haven't got any major activity off of them. Then when you go to one that's not as known, bam, it, it's right in front of your face before you even start bringing the stuff up. <laughs> and those are a blast. You know, when it starts the night, starts out like that, you're like, oh, yeah, this is going to be a good one. Yeah. You get excited. You get – it's like your first time all over again. And if I ever lose that excitement, that'll be that'll be when, I, when I quit done. investigating. I, there's no – like I said, I've had my name drugged through the mud four or five times now, and that doesn't bother me. You can't hurt my feelings. I don't really have a whole lot when it comes to that things. I got thick skin. Usually, when they start picking on me, I help them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, <clears throat> did you hear about this that I did? <laughs> but so the only way that I will ever get out is if I ever lose my interest. I lose that excitement, or I lose that drive to learn. Those two things is what keeps me in this. And it doesn't matter whether it's about the paranormal, whether it's the location, because like you said, some of these buildings are phenomenal, and the history alone of them is just amazing. The things that that building has been through and that's the things that it's been used for. And, well, when we went into Mansfield, I was – I, I got to go back, not because I had such a great investigation, because I had such a bad investigation, because I was too enthralled with the architecture. You didn't investigate. That I truly didn't investigate. I was like, oh, man, look at all the woodworking and look at this and all the stonework here. And everybody else was like, I mean, like, dude. 
there's a there's a full body apparition beside you. I'm like, oh, no, that's okay. Did you see how this looks over here? <laughs> and he's telling the truth, you guys. <laughs> that's, sometimes I do. I get so enthralled with the, with the craftsmanship of the place that it's more important to me than than what's going on with the, with the other. Because the eyes of catching evidence is slim. The fact of the architecture and the, and the man hours and the hand and the whole hand tooled woodwork and thing like that is just phenomenal. That's something that doesn't exist hardly anymore in this society, and that's. Why, and I hate to see it center just decaying away. That sucks. Well, and it is amazing. Um, Ohio State Reformatory, Waverly Asylum, there's a dozen other asylums. The artwork that they put into the outside of those buildings and sometimes the inside of those buildings, depending on the location, it's phenomenal. I mean, it it's is. Just, it, it's wild. <laughs> and and, and just, just I can't help it. I get enthralled with it. Like I said, it's a, it's a craftsmanship that doesn't hardly exist anymore. Very few uh, uh, cultures or groups of in this in this country, especially, that don't do that anymore. I mean, you got find like the Amish and things like that that still have that craftsmanship and still honor that style of work. Most places don't do it. Yeah, it has died down. People are more of a quick comfort thing these days, um, as opposed to spending. Five years just putting the statue outside of your building. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, it's like well, it's like when I was talking about working on these uh, my walking staffs and stuff. Every bit of this done the old ways. I'm doing it all by hand. There's no power tools whatsoever. It's all just done just because it's just something I haven't done in a long time and reapply a skill that I like. Like I said earlier about not using my brain the right way for years and not pr- pushing that limit. Now I, I don't want to forget that skill set. So we'll do it the old way, and it take six months to get a stick. well i can relate that's how i started the t-shirt company a little bit i i uh, love artwork anyway i wanted to get back into it it gives me a chance to release and create my own designs and um and make something a little funny and interesting and uh and it's worked out really well and it's great to use btchn because if you spell it out it says bitchin um yeah, never thought about it. <laughs> so a lot of my shirts you'll get a kick out of because uh, I have sup bitches, I have uh, California bitchin', <laughs> all kinds of crazy things just to make fun of that alone. <laughs> that's funny. You enjoy your own self and your own humor. That makes everything different. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well. Listeners, we're coming down to the bottom of the five, so to speak. So we've been listening to Jay Lynch and Teresa, and they have a wonderful podcast. I'm going to let you guys recap on uh, the nights that you're on so that the listeners can look, look you up. And then we'll, uh, we'll get to next week's show. Awesome. Well, you can find us every Sunday night at 9, 8 p.m. on Talk Radio for Paranormal Mysteries podcast every Monday. From 8 to 10 p.m., East, all times are Eastern on the Sit Chat Life the Lynches. On Z Talk and on, Facebook. And uh, Tuesday nights, you can find me on Stirring the Pot at 9 p.m. Eastern. And Wednesday night's your turn. TNT show at 9 p.m. Eastern. And it's a metaphysical shot show with myself and how, Tina Bishop. How get away with three shows and you only got one, you slacker? <laughs> I'm on two of them with you. <laughs> Jerk. Well, you heard it here first. Jay is a jerk. (laughs) 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 Next.
next week's show, everybody, I've got an outstanding investigator. He has been on TV several times, though he's taken a break for a while. He's a wonderful gentleman. I'm not going to mention his name quite yet, but pay attention to the advertising. Hopefully something doesn't catch him. He's actually on a flight back from Europe right now, so I'm hoping he lands so that we can go over a lot of things. He's a wonderful individual. On top of that, I'm going to end the show the way I end it every single week, and that is in the paranormal truth should always be that reality you're noticing a lot of the conversations that we had tonight as well as some of the other shows throughout paranormal truth and reality are a little bit different than what you're used to there's no format there's no series of questions you don't walk through the same things with the different guests every time there's a reason behind that and the reason is we're all people so if you take anything away from the show tonight understand that the best way a community can work together is to be people we're going to have issues we're going to have arguments, but at the end of the day, if we can't sit down as friends, we never get anywhere. That's our show. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll talk to you next week.